Good morning. You've got more than money. We wish that for you every Saturday morning. We wish that for you. We pray for that for you every single day as you travel about. And sometimes roads are not roads. Sometimes roads are football fields. (laughs) And sometimes you want to be with you as you're going down the field. And uh, goodness, Uh, we'll jump right to it. Nazareth, Um, what an exciting game last night against Parkland. And Nazareth Blue Eagles, district champs, fantastic. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, they Bob. did a great job. To the team, to the student body for supporting them. For And, and you know what? Hats off to Parkland. Uh, they played a very, very tough game. Easy to lose your emotional composure during a game like that where you just go, oh, screw it. We can't. You know, the, things are going against this. We can't score. You get down. They didn't. Mm-mm. And neither did Nazareth. So congratulations to the Blue Eagles and their extended family, which <laughs> is pretty big. <laughs> I'm thinking down in uh, Westchester this morning, there's some happy folks. Too. That's right. Uh, very, very cool. Congratulations. So, and um, gosh, I wish I knew somebody who had been there. Was <laughs> did, oh, I was. Oh, you happened to make it. <laughs> One of the most exciting games. I, I, I just read about it. I got excited reading about it. It I, must have been incredible. I'm really glad I went. And to, to be honest, uh, there was a moment when I, I arrived. I came straight from the office looking for a parking spot. The game's starting, and I'm searching for a parking spot, and I hadn't arr, eaten dinner, arr, arr, and I'm not wearing sensible shoes arr. to walk far. And it did cross my mind. Maybe mm. I'll just go home, mm. and I can get my run in. And yeah. I can eat. I'm so glad I stayed. <laughs> my husband met me there. Um, we and he was so glad he didn't miss it. Uh, it was awesome. We we're very happy for the boys. Um, but it was a thriller. And we were talking to some uh, friends, Juliana's friends' parents, who were sitting behind us, um, and they were saying how they felt so much stress watching this and they didn't have any real stake in the game. I said, imagine how we felt last year when our son was on that Mm. field. Like there were so many games where I was so worked up, you know, really tense. And um, this one was exciting and stressful, but not as much as it was last year when Andrew was (laughs) playing. Well, well, that's why you were medicated last year. You just kind of take a, just Uh the way the doctor prescribes. (laughs) Just saying. Ah, fantastic. Uh, Speaking of fantastic, uh, last week, uh, two things uh, uh, about our show were uh, not so good. Mm. Uh, Number one, Alyssa was not here. Sorry, everyone. So we welcome you back. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Apparently, uh, Key West uh, agreed with you. Uh, We loved the Florida Keys. We had a wonderful time. So uh, we're going to plan on doing uh, the show from the Keys. Uh, maybe mid-February. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, and as uh, loyal listeners will know, we had, let's see, how many phones lines were, were active last week? We have so many here. Let's divide by seven, square root of uh, nanoseconds. If you go into the fourth dimension coming around Saturn's fourth ring. Yeah, no phones. We had no Zero. phones. We have phones galore this week. But for you who have been listening to us, maybe since the beginning, maybe since, I mean, 780 years, that's a long time. Back then, we didn't have phones. We had smoke signals. <laughs> and, um, and and that was challenging. Yeah. Well, especially today. It was a little breezy. Yeah. Yeah, you'd start answering one in an IRA, and it would turn into, you know, an estate planning question because it's just <laughs> blowing around. Uh, if you are uh, very comfortable, very knowledgeable, very in tune with 
what used to be our phone number, yeah, that's not going to help. <laughs> it's not going to help at all. Uh, we have a brand new phone number. And if you have a pencil and, and, and paper or uh, you're allowed to work with pen, Crayola, you could have a marker. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to put this on your on your refrigerator or you can put it right into your smartphone. Ah, look at her. Look at you all like so techno savvy. Mm -hmm. or, I don't know why Sav has anything to do with it. But okay, so our new phone number toll free from wherever you hear our show, coast to coast and border to border, 833-707-7900. At least part of it's I the know, same. Oh, it's just so people will be dialing at that part, and they still won't get us. 833-707-7900. Um, icebreaker call, very welcome. And today's a little chilly. There's no ice out there, but it's a little chilly. Uh, a little gray, a little overcast. If I understand right, it's supposed to clear up a bit later today and mm -hmm. tomorrow not too bad. So enjoy as you travel about. But, yes, put it in your contacts. Yeah. 833-707-7900. Um, you will be, we will be celebrating Thanksgiving before we, we see these folks again. Yes. So have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Share it with as many people as you can, people that you love, people maybe that you don't even know. I know a lot of folks make it a um, a tradition that they, they do a soup kitchen or they yeah. serve others on Thanksgiving. That's a gloriously beautiful thing to do. But if you're with family or if you're uh, traveling uh, to fetch your college student and bring him home, uh, please be safe on your travels. Please enjoy. And, gosh, we, we talk about Thanksgiving. It's my, I'm every bit as guilty as everyone else. Kind of off the cuff. Eh, it's Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. We're going to have a lot, to, uh, a lot of food to eat. The, the term gratitude is, is far more, um, what's the word? maybe significant than, than Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a holiday. That's that's when you get time off from work. Gratitude is is how you feel. Gratitude is your attitude of of of, of thankfulness for gosh. It, it, start making your list. <laughs> you won't be done by Thursday. Yeah. Not if you're smart. If you start making your list, you won't be done by Thursday. I mean I start with uh, Diane and if that is her real name, my wife <laughs> My four daughters, <laughs> my four daughters who, who teach me on a near daily basis how not to say what's on my mind, how to listen and nod. Mm -hmm. That's that's what my four daughters teach me. And, and I'm very thankful for that because in my youth, there, there was no such teaching. If it was in my head, it was out my mouth. Mm. That's not a good thing. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Now, because Thanksgiving is next week, that means in two weeks, we will be live at the MTM World Headquarters. Yes. In the Holy Lands. Fantastic. Uh, raising money for the Children's Home of Easton. Uh, welcoming you to be greeted by Chanta Claus, Mrs. Claus. I think Mrs. Claus is going to be there. Ooh, I'm not sure. Uh-oh. I'm gonna have to check. They've been having marital problems. Oh no! Don't no, start that No, rumor. seriously, they. It's kind of sad. 
There's, I think it's a, <laughs> maybe religion. I don't know. There's well, a lot of things going on. Christmas here. isn't in jeopardy, is it? Uh, no, of course not, because Chance Claus will still be there. The the elf or elves will still be there, okay. and uh, we'll be there. You and I'll be there. Yes. We're, we're going to broadcast live. Mm-hmm. Our More Than Money team will be there, and uh, gosh, uh, thereafter, uh, kind of take a peek behind the curtain. Thereafter, we take off and. Um, not as many of us as we would wish, no. but as many as are able mm-hmm. will be joining uh, our, our MTN team as, as we head over to Easton to Two Rivers and have our holiday uh, lunch, um, Two Rivers. They always, oh, they treat us so well. By the way, unpaid commercial announcement. So uh, <laughs> Two Rivers, if you're, if you're interested, you could do a paid commercial announcement. I'm just saying. Not a bad idea. Uh, not a bad idea, because I mean, you're getting an endorsement here, like uh, like two thumb, actually four thumbs up, because mm-hmm. we really like it. The the service is fantastic. The food is outstanding, and the camaraderie bringing together our team and their significant others. We encourage them to bring their spouse, their uh, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, but not both. Right. It's really smart that you. I know, you know it's a policy. Well, that. it gets awkward. You know, yeah. you just, uh, actually <laughs> made uh, that mistake one too many times. Just well, actually. <laughs> Just that one time, but the damage was, <laughs> that went on for years and years. So here we have Thanksgiving next week. We have, uh, in two weeks, we have uh, our Children's Home of Easton drive around Christmas, Chanta uh, Claus, elves, and lots of festivities and raising funds. We're going to match every dollar that's that's donated on December 2nd at our drive around. MTM will match for the Children's Home of Easton. And then... And then... The week after that, on Wednesday, December 6th, is our annual, now third annual, Invest in You shoebox packing party. So that's the event where we support Holiday Hope Chests. The uh, Volunteer Center of the Lehigh Valley coordinates Holiday Hope Chests every year. Some of you, if you haven't heard of that, you know of Operation Christmas Child, maybe. Similar concept. You pack a shoebox full of small gifts that's... Um, customized for a boy or girl of a certain age. And here, in this case, we're distributing our shoeboxes full of gifts and love to um, the Hispanic Center of the Lehigh Valley. Uh, They're doing it a little different this year with Holiday Hope Chess, where they're allowing organizations like us who have made significant contributions in the past to match up with a specific organization in the mm. Lehigh Valley and fill their specific need. Wow. So Hispanics in early Lehigh Valley said, we need 96 gifts. Wow. And I said to Megan, last year we did 81. You think we can do 96? She's like, I think we can do it. I said, that's all I needed to hear. So Hell I, yeah, <laughs> we can do so it. So I matched up with Hispanic Center and they... Well, what's really cool is we'll get to deliver our boxes directly to them. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. So what we need to do is we need your help. Um, December 6th at 6 p.m. in the building next to MTM, the MTM office. So that ambulance um, center that's right across from our driveway. They have a community room. We used it last year. We're going to gather there at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, December 6th with your donated gifts some empty shoe boxes, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're already wrapped, which would be very helpful or not. <laughs> um, we're going to have dinner um, catered uh, by the Daily Grind. Of uh, again. Yes. Ugh. they They're actually, it's great. The Daily Grind, Jen um, looks forward to this now. She Jen. asked me about it before I even, you know, reached out to her about the day. Are you doing it again? We'd be happy to help. So Jen and Alan, they're fantastic people. Yes. And. 
the food happens to be killer. Everyone loves it. Oh, I mean, of they course. Do, uh, sandwiches and salads, a variety. Um, we'll provide dessert. So we're going to eat together and pack boxes together, wrap them, and pile up <laughs> 96 gifts, which uh, Megan and I will deliver in the days thereafter. Um, so all we ask you to do is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Mm-hmm. There's a link at the top. That all the details are on that page. You would sign up to tell us you're coming. And there's a link to a sign-up genius where you can tell us what gifts you'll provide. So, for example, it'll say, like, six small toys for girls ages four to five. Hmm. And you just sign up for a slot. And that way we know we'll have enough of the correct, like, age-appropriate hmm. stuff Excellent. to fill the 96 boxes. Because we have to label them what what. what of course, child yes, before. of course, yeah. yeah, makes sense. So look for that list, sign up, and, you know, uh, it's so fun. Everyone who does this every year, it really, it's like this heartwarming, mm-hmm. fulfilling <laughs> event. Um, it's a great group of, of women. We've mostly repeat um, Yes, it's women. Gene <laughs> is women. jealous. Yes. Very jealous. <laughs> every every event that you've had, particularly these the, these these two years of, of, of packing the boxes, they're fantastic, and the excitement that comes off of them, and the response we get, and the joy that it creates—it's fantastic. So yeah, I'm a little jealous. Um, my job on that night will be to be in the office, and when people mistakenly come to the office thinking that the event's there, is to say, um, "You can go next door." You're going to be like looking out the window. No, <laughs> just going, and you can't from my window. You can't see the real the room, so you can't see the excitement. Oh, so, so sad. I may actually stalk. I feel I may, so bad. I may just like park my car out on uh, on Hanoverville because there I can look through the window and see <laughs> the warm lights and the oh. glow of love. <laughs> On the Christmas well, season. Uh, we'll leave it up to the women in attendance whether we let you come in. Well, let's, um, let's take see. A break. We'll By the see. way, uh, the room has space, but it ain't unlimited. No. So there, there. You make sure you sign up. Circle the date. Make sure you go to the banner. Make sure that you indicate. And as specific as you can be, that would be fantastic. Yes. Because we really want to make this a special Christmas for these young folks. Yes. And... Um, Alyssa said something moments ago that was, in passing, I think one of the most important comments about the event. These are toys. These are boxes. These are packed for Christmas. But they're also packed with love. And when you see these women, I've seen the pictures, they are joyous. And that has to go into that box. That has to, when they pop that lid off, those children have to feel that. I, I, I'm convinced of that 100%. So if you want to be part of one of the more joyful things, we keep talking about gratitude and giving back yeah. and being able to change somebody's life. How about that opportunity for a little one that likely will get very little, if anything, for Christmas, but now they will. Yeah. Oh, so. I, I love it. And I also have to say mm-hmm. that I am so grateful for all of you generous, thoughtful people mm. who have already, before we started announcing this officially, dropped off boxes and wrapping paper. So we have already been receiving empty shoe boxes and rolls of wrapping paper from people who know we've been doing this and, and, and support the cause. And I'm, that's just awesome. Um, and that's the other thing I wanted to say. If for anyone who really likes the, you know, the, the idea here and, and wants to help 
but can't attend mm-hmm. on December 6th, um, we are very grateful for your contributions. If you want to buy some crayons or, you know, um, some gloves for, for the kids, whatever it is that you you can go on the website if you need ideas. But if you want to contribute stuff for the boxes or empty shoe boxes, we would really appreciate it. And then you'll know you, you, you know, had your part in it. And we'll take lots of pictures to share with you of the event if you can't be there. And that brings me to the decision that has not been discussed. So since I don't have a woman's permission to say this, Uh-oh. I am risking life <laughs> and limb. Um, if you can't attend, or even if you can attend, but you're looking at that list and saying, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure what a five-year-old little girl would like. I'm not really sure. Um, if you would like to donate cash, uh, MTM will match it. And and we'll take that money. We'll do the shopping. We'll make sure we're getting exactly what the kids need. Uh, it's an opportunity, folks. And, and sure, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic for the kids. And you can can you even imagine? Can you even put yourself in that position where where your mom and dad can hand you something on Christmas that makes you so very happy? Mm-hmm. But let's be clear: who who really is benefiting? You are. Mm-hmm. That the opportunity to turn. Again, Christmas into something so very special. If you've seen as many Christmases as I have, and some of you have seen far more, Christmas has, um, uh, from a from a gift standpoint, that, that's 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 way past us. But from an emotional standpoint, oh, it's the best, mm-hmm. and it's the best if we have that opportunity, that chance to really really have that spirit of the season. This is your chance. And again, if you can, by the way, guys, all you guys out there, you smelly guys out there, <laughs> you have been not invited because you're smelly and, <laughs> and, and you eat all the food. So you're not invited, but you are invited to help. Yes. So if you want to drop off guys out there, just, hey, step it up, be as disappointed about not being there as I am, but step it up as, as MTM, as, as, as we are, and uh, drop off cash, drop off boxes, drop off wrapping paper, go on the website, find out what can be. Guys can help. You just can't be there because you ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. I, uh, <laughs> For the I'm record. <laughs> I, that was that was Alyssa whispering. That. that was so rude. I cannot believe you. You, you are so, so rude. <laughs> Ah, 833-707-7900. I've got to say it a lot so I can start to remember it myself. 833-707-7900. That's our new toll-free from wherever you hear our show. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. Give us a call. Your um, icebreaker call always welcome. We have a special guest scheduled for the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, We have Kagan Morris who is our annuity specialist partner. Uh, Kagan represents Ash Brokerage, largest independent brokerage, uh, life insurance, long-term care insurance, annuity products in the country, and a fabulous partner for us. Uh, Alyssa will be interviewing Kagan in the 9 o'clock hour. You're going to want to make sure you're around for that. Really important stuff. Uh, i got a couple things I'll update here in a moment, but I want to share an email. Uh, First-time listener to your program, almost 50 years ago, I loaned 10 bucks to my college roommate. 
can I legally pursue collection of this money with accrued interest? <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I said. And I went, what? And uh, the PS uh, says, looks like you're still having fun. If you're ever in Atlanta area, I'm always available for lunch. Jean's college roommate. That's pretty cool. So how much do you owe him? We, we did the calculation at 5%. It's $115. First of all, I don't remember borrowing money. I was uh, <clears throat> gainfully employed all through school. Uh, I was uh, in the Air Force ROTC program. I was being paid. I was an officer, and I had a job, and I went to school. I had money. I don't remember borrowing, but if I did, it wouldn't have been only ten bucks. <laughs> would have been something serious. That is such a funny email. <clears throat> I love that he sent that. <laughs> uh, such a good guy. Um, we uh, shared apartments for three years. I think three different apartments in three years, and as many of you know. If you were in a dorm, maybe your roommate was your best friend, but that was not likely. Mm -hmm. It it was a crapshoot. And then maybe when you moved off campus, you had a chance to pick your own roommates. You picked your friends, and and that worked out beautifully always. Not usually. (laughs) Uh, Living with somebody can be a real challenge. Um, Steve was uh, the exception to the rule. He was just a really, really, really good guy. Super smart, uh, really committed, um, solid as a rock, and uh, and a really good friend. Um, we lost track of each other. He had moved. Gosh, I think the first I knew was Chicago, um, out, out of school, and uh, uh, I dug in and started building my business. And uh, and so to hear back from him, and the fact that he's in Atlanta, is pretty amazing. Uh, what a coincidence! Uh, just <laughs> like it can't be any better, as many of you know. Or uh, middle daughter Alyssa, my other daughter Alyssa, <laughs> Doctor Alyssa, mm. uh, now lives uh, just north of Atlanta, and um, uh, we have been down a couple times, and I'm certain we'll be down a few more times. Yeah, so now you can make lunch plans with Steve. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be just great. So, uh, yeah, I've calculated 115 bucks uh, compounded at five percent. So maybe you can treat him to lunch. I I think lunch, maybe dinner, maybe dinner. Well, it, it is it, it is Atlanta. Yeah. So 115 might cover his lunch. So uh, that was fantastic. Uh, so sometimes uh, the uh, the feedback we get from our website has a little. It's it's like Cracker Jacks. It's a got a treat. little prize inside. Great. Worst prizes ever, but you still wanted the prize. <laughs> very, very cool indeed. Uh, 833-707-7900. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little froggy this morning. Uh, we'll get through that. I've got my bucket of water here in my very special water flask given to me by one of my other daughters, Megan. Mm-hmm. So... Again, congratulations, Nazareth Football. Alyssa returned safe and sound from the Keys, reluctantly, but mm-hmm. safe and sound. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Circle December 2nd. That's uh, two weeks from today. Uh, our drive around Christmas f- raising money for the children's home of Easton. We will match every dollar that you bring. <clears throat> wow. What if somebody brings, like, something huge? You'll still match it. I will, but. That could be you'll, be ha- you'll be happy. And you're yeah, happy. that part's true. That part's true. <laughs> and December 6th, circle that date for Invest in You. Wrap those shoeboxes. Make a whole lot of kids 
really happy. 833-707. He is reading because I still haven't memorized it. 833-707-7900. Looking forward to our icebreaker phone call after this on More Than Money. comedic lines of all time that I'm guessing he can never use again. Steve Martin. He would start out his, uh, one of his stand-up acts says, I was born a poor black child. <laughs> go, wow. <laughs> so I just shared uh, uh, the first joke that I ever shared with uh, Gunther that he didn't know. Hmm. An Irishman sitting in a uh, bar in Montreal and the bartender said, what brings you to uh, to Canada? He said, I was in a bar in New York, and uh, the coaster under my beer said, drink Canada dry. So I'm, <laughs> I'm up here to give it a go. <laughs> Not bad at all. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Alyssa Young back safe and sound. That's a good thing indeed. You've got Gene Dickinson, your 780 years of experience old guy at the ready, if you so in are inclined. And, of course, uh, we're here to answer uh, your emails, your calls, and uh, Alyssa made a very important observation just moments ago. We have a new phone number, as many of you are aware. Many of you are not aware, so please write down 833-707-7900, 833-707-7900. We uh, always appreciate the icebreaker call for any show, but this would be the icebreaker call... For the new phone number. You would be the first. Yes, the first person to call us at 833-707-7900. Hey, what an honor. That would be an honor, especially if you had an intelligent question. <laughs> especially then. Especially you don't, don't call just to, <clears throat> no, just to call. You have to have a question. Please, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Uh, interesting point or interesting, no, uh, what, uh, opportunity uh, option that I was not aware of that I in my 780 years of experience had not ever encountered what's that um, many of our listeners have savings bonds yes many of them many of them have them in in paper form because mm-hmm. that that was the traditional I have some in paper form yeah um, maybe not the best idea because of course paper, can be lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons have been lost. Oh, my God. Sure. The government counts on it. Seriously. Yeah. They count on not <laughs> having to pay. This. Here you <clears> go. Please <throat> lose it. <laughs> they can be lost. They can be stolen. They yep. can be whatever. You can convert paper savings bonds to electronic. Yes. I did know oh, that. Oh, sh- Sorry. I, I, mean, I mean, okay, let me start over. <clears throat> let me try that again. What? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, <clears throat> it was almost worth it just for that. <laughs> That was well done. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what was I thinking? She's a wife. 
She's that makes uh, automatically good actresses. Oh. oh, is is there a is there a dent in the car? I I had no idea. I I have no idea how that could have happened. I I'm totally shocked. I uh, you can convert U.S. savings bonds by visiting Treasury Direct Gov uh, Treasury Direct dot gov. Uh, electronic bonds are you can track them online. You can rebalance your portfolio. That's kind of strange. And you can uh, redeem them uh, in uh, is almost instantaneous. Many banks will not help you redeem savings bonds anymore. It's um, I've been. That's why I knew about this, because I've been helping a few clients. It's coincidentally, they are all of them re- fairly recent widows who are struggling to figure out how to redeem their savings bonds. So I've had to help them. And a lot of it's this online stuff or this long form that you get online. And yeah, it's not as easy as it used to be. Now, Gene, I had a a client email me yesterday, I think, saying she brought bonds to the bank. And they first, I guess, at the counter told her they were going to deposit the money and Trying to remember now how how she said this. She they were they were going to give her the money, and then she's like now hearing she a couple weeks later she called, and they're saying no now the bank can't give you the money it has to come from the government, and she's now asking for help like where is my money going to come from, um because this process has indeed changed and everyone's a little fuzzy on how it's going to work so, um I need to clarify that for her because I think. I've had a couple of clients have a couple of different experiences, and I think it depends on which bank you go to. <laughs> oh, very well. And, and of course, if you're wise at this point, knowing that it's easily easy to convert paper to electronic, electronic uh, you're probably better off doing that than to try to fuss with the bank. Oh, excellent. Six, uh, six, he did it. Eight, three, three. <laughs> Eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. Oh, we have our icebreaker of the phone number call. <laughs> Good morning, Elaine. Congratulations on becoming our first caller to the new phone number. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I have a question. Um, someone gets a reverse mortgage and um, they get sick. They have to go into a nursing home. They're not coming back. What happens when the? I think there's a time period uh, that. The house can be empty, but what happens after that? That's a great question, Elaine. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Generally speaking, uh, Medicare, Medicaid will wait, allow you to wait a year. Um, uh, I say Medicare, Medicaid. My apologies. The reverse mortgage company will allow you to have a year out of your home. And, and as you describe it, in many cases, that means that that's not really relevant because it's clear that this person's not going back to their home. Um, the home is then required to be sold and the uh, reverse mortgage paid off. So whether you're leaving your home because the good Lord took you home, whether you're leaving your home because your health has required you to leave, or whether you're leaving your home voluntarily. Hey, Alyssa's tired of her fingers turning blue. She's moving to Key West. Then she's voluntarily selling her house. In any of those events, the home will be sold and the reverse mortgage balance will be paid off. Okay. Now, do they turn, does the bank turn that over to um, a real estate agent 
or do they put it up for auction, or what happens? Yeah, generally speaking, neither of those. Generally speaking, if oh. somebody's in this situation, let's paint this scenario that it's uh, it's my mom's home. She's uh, gone to a facility. She's very happy there. She won't be returning to her home. It is my option. I can put it on the market. I can sell it myself. I can I can do just as any uh, person who has a home that has any kind of mortgage. They have the ability to sell it themselves. They can sell it. They can auction it off. They can hire a realtor. They and they can do any of those things. Um, the reverse mortgage is required to be paid off. They don't care how you pay it off. So let's paint the scenario that that mom is going into a facility and there are four kids and one of them wants to live in the home. The family could pay off the reverse mortgage out of their own funds and allow their sibling to live in the home. So it is not the reverse mortgage company uh, that's responsible for that. It's it's the homeowner. Okay. Say say the person is in a nursing home, um, but on paper they own a home, but they, they don't have any money. This is really all the money they have is in the home. Sure. Would it be to their advantage to let the bank take it, and now they're considered eligible for Medicaid? Uh, it's it's possible. Um, it's It's not... Hmm. No, I, I'm, I was going to say it's not likely. That's not true. It is possible. Here, here's the scenario: the reverse mortgage typically um, at, at the outset is about half the value of the home. If the person has been in that in that home and had the reverse mortgage for many years, it is very possible that the interest has accumulated to the point where there is no equity in the home. The home's worth 200 and the reverse mortgage is 200 or 220 or 240. Then yes, just letting the bank have it, the bank will sell it. They uh, they they will take whatever the home sells for. They don't go after any additional assets. And yes, that might then qualify that person for for Medicaid um Okay. Uh, support. Yeah, benefits. Okay, good. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, you're very kind for calling. God bless you. You too. Thank Bye-bye. We go back to the phone. And Eric has successfully called that phone number. Good morning, Eric. <laughs> Good morning, Alyssa and Gene. Do I get credit for being number two on the new phone number? People have often said something about number two relative to you, Eric. (laughs) True enough. No, that was too easy. Uh, Come on. (laughs) You're right. It was. I did kind of put it up there for you. You were mentioning, yeah, you were talking about redeeming paper savings bonds. And my question is, I have some paper savings bonds that my parents purchased with the intent for us to use for one of our daughters for education. She ended up not needing it, and I'm wondering if I could uh, redeem those savings bonds and roll them into a 529 for a grandchild of said daughter or child of said daughter, my grandchildren. Yes, that's a great idea. Yes, um, it's as simple as... You, opening the 529 plan, establishing the beneficiary as your you know, your grandchild, and using the cash that you get from redeeming that bond as a contribution to uh, the 529 plan. As a bonus, that contribution gets deducted from your state taxable income. <laughs> right. Now, what about federal 
taxes on the interest that's accumulated on that over the years. You will owe tax, federal income tax and state on the interest that you um, get from the bond. Yes, that is taxable. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll receive okay. a 1099 form at the end of the year for that interest, and it will be reportable on your income tax return, and you, yeah, you will have to pay. You okay, know, that, so- that, that kind of stinks. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, my, if, my if it's intended too. for educational purposes on a tax-free basis, and a 529 is an educational savings plan, that should be um, like eligible for a like a tax-free exchange. But you're saying it's not. No. All right. Well, Diane, if that is her real name, is listening. If she knows something different, she'll let us know. But otherwise, Eric, sorry. Yeah. Somehow I thought that would be uh, <laughs> too uh, too good to be true. So it's a good idea. You should uh, share that with your your local congressman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks. for calling. Happy Thanksgiving. You uh, too. Bye bye. Eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. He got correctly. Back to the phone. <laughs> and Susan got it correct too. Good morning, Susan. Thanks for calling. Good morning. You have a question for us today? Uh, yeah, I would like to know something about money markets and the risk that is compared to a regular savings account. Okay. So you you want to know how they compare and how they're different? Right. Okay. Well, usually um, a money market account or a money market fund pays a little more interest than a traditional savings account. Generally, that is true, right? Yeah. Um, as far as bank accounts that are called money market accounts. Oh, yeah. Bank accounts can be called anything. Uh, if they're issued by the bank, they're still FDIC insured. Money markets are not. Money markets are issued generally by um, brokerage houses or mutual funds or ETF uh, organizations, and they do not carry FDIC insurance. Uh, right now, we're working with a couple different uh, uh, money market funds that are in paying 4 5%, so very, very high rates of return versus what you might see at a typical money market in a bank that might be less than 1%. So the interest is dramatically different. The risk is slightly different. Uh, at the bank, literally, you can't lose that money. The government, stand, FDIC, stands behind it in case the bank should go under. With a money market, at least in theory, uh, the money could be lost if that organization uh, tanks. Uh, money markets have been around now decades. I'm not familiar that any money market has ever uh, lost any money for its investors. So I think they're incredibly safe. But are they 100 uh, percent insured? They are not. OK, well, that's very good. I'm glad I could help a little bit and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. OK, you too. Thank you very much. Thanks, Susan. Yep. Bye bye. 833-707-7900. He read once again. please use that number Uh, we've had our icebreaker call for the show we've had our icebreaker call for the new phone line so we're very happy Elaine did that for us Eric jumped in Susan jumped in Eric was number two on so many levels (laughs) Uh, but Eric raises a really good point and I'll tell you what that annoys me now that I think about it 
the idea of being able to use at least some portion of the interest earned on savings bonds for an educational purpose makes perfect sense. It's part of the law, the IRS code. We got that. 529s are in, 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 in I think, pretty obvious position of therefore education. Why would they not qualify for getting that interest uh, tax-free? I guess we will either uh, just sadly agree that they don't uh, or uh, maybe find a way around that. But whenever you say find a way around that with <laughs> with income taxes, you run the risk. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're not about tax evasion. Uh, we're about tax avoidance. Yes. Avoidance is legal. you save dollars. Evasion means... You join Al Capone, and probably the most famous tax evader of all time. Don't don't, yeah, don't want to do join that. You yeah. don't want to do that. Um, okay, I talked about that. We talked about that. Fantastic. Uh, Dave Ramsey's gotten himself into a little bit of a pickle. If you are a loyal listener to More Than Money, you know that I am a fan of Dave Ramsey in a certain area of his work. <clears throat> Their work, his organization mm. is huge. Dave Ramsey, I think, um, counsels, guides, assists people in debt, people who have gotten themselves into a pickle. I think better than any financial organization I have seen, and I've been doing this a very long time. Uh, I have um, personally helped guide people through the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. Um, it's a, a course that you can take in, in person, often sponsored by churches. You can take it online. Uh, independently, but it guides you through, hey, you're in a pickle, you owe too much money, your credit cards, maybe creditors are calling, uh, you, you have saved no money or, or worse, uh, and will guide you through how to dig out and how to turn your life around and how to do great things. Where Dave gets himself into a pickle is when he wanders off into the realm of investment advice. And while Dave, uh, understandably, is a multimillionaire, it's my understanding the vast majority of his wealth, vast majority of his wealth, has come from his businesses, not from his ability to invest money well. As a matter of fact, one of the things that he touts in a lot of his presentations is how he started out as a young man and made himself a millionaire investing in real estate. Fantastic. And then went bankrupt. So, okay. Uh, you've you've got experience on both ends. I think the bankruptcy has uh, kind of laid the foundation for his creating an entire organization, radio, TV, et cetera, et cetera, of helping people who have made mistakes. That's what they are. It doesn't make you a bad person. It means that you didn't uh, have a successful result in something that you tried, and now you need to uh, rethink, get on a uh, process and a system that will bring you back to, uh, to financial health. On the other hand, the parts of the Financial Peace University that I did not appreciate were his comments about how to invest and his confidence that uh, he, he knew what he was doing, and, and I'm quite convinced he does not. He has demonstrated that again um, recently in the last couple of days when he has announced that he believes, well, I'll give you the context. Uh, I will ask Alyssa in general if a client asks you what percentage of their investments can they withdraw on an annual basis and likely not run out of money, what number would you use? 4%. 4%. Been around forever. 
in four or five years ago, some people were saying maybe it's really three. Yeah. Because interest rates were really low. Yeah. Maybe it's really 3.2. Maybe it's really. Dave announced this week it's eight. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, she was not acting, by the way. Not that time. <laughs> not that time. That was a genuine reaction. That was a genuine eight. Uh, and that's the reaction of almost every intelligent financial advisor that I'm familiar with. Um, some folks have gone as far as to kind of dig into Dave's um, mathematics, and they have found some egregious errors. I, I'm I'm not terribly interested in that. Uh, there's there's two points uh, that I need to make because he made two assumptions. Number one, uh, that you should always be 100% invested in the stock market. Uh. <laughs> yeah, tell that to somebody who started January 1st of 2022, 100% invested in the stock market, and they had a million dollars, and they ended the year with 780000 because they had $220,000 disappear. Wow. Disappear. Yeah. Um, and they, and, oh, by the way, Dave told them to take 8% out, so they took 80000 out. So they have gone in one year from a million to 700,000. Ouch. Ouch indeed. Yeah. So um, 100% invested in the stock market is one of the least uh, appropriate, um, I was going to say intelligent. I think they're both right. Um, uh, pieces of guidance that you can give someone, particularly, how about somebody who's 85 years old, 100% in the stock market? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And the other thing, that he um, asserts, assumes mm -hmm. uh, the stock market will average 12% return per year. Kind of year, mm. year in and year out. Mm. Yeah, and again, um, I go back to my demo. Uh, let, let's assume that that is true. It's not. Let's assume it's a true. It's not. But let's assume it's true. Um, if your very first year uh, was last year, you would end the year uh, $300,000 gone. And if you're foolish enough to uh, uh, continue on the 8% track, 8% of the original million, 80,000, uh, you started the year with 700,000. If you've had a good year this year, you've made 10%. Mm -hmm. That's a very good year. Mm -hmm. You made 70, you took 80 out. Now you're down to 690. And you are well on your way to working out of completely working through, blowing through all of your retirement savings in a short period of time. So um, for Dave Ramsey fans out there, not a shining moment, not not his best work. Um, goodness. We have an update about the savings bonds. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Interest on U.S. savings bonds is excluded from income if the savings bonds are used to pay for higher education expenses or yeah. rolled into a college savings <gasps> Eric. Eric. You're no longer number two. <laughs> Eric, you are number one. Yeah, Diane uh, did some research and found that you can deduct it if that's how you use the bonds. And um, she found that on a college data website. Um, I just found it on another one is subs to substantiate that piece of information on um, a different source. So, 
Yeah, um, the idea that you guys just shared. Unfortunately, it's not groundbreaking and new, but it's valid and um, it might help Eric out. So, well, I, I think I've been a very good influence on the IRS because <laughs> clearly they were going off the rails. Yes, and I have saved them from that. Thank you. Oh, Congratulations. You are very, very welcome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, I'll look at that on our break as we're coming up. We got what two minutes? Okay, um, eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. And of course, I've messed up a couple times, even though I put that right on top of all my <laughs> sheets. So I was trying my best. I mean, it's a difficult habit to break. At this point, you formed a habit of saying the old phone uh, number. Why would you say I formed a habit? I've, I've been doing this for pushing thirty years. Yeah. That's why. Uh, so it's only like thousands of times. Right. And I do it like 30 times. So it's I've only done it like 10,000 times. Right. You can't so just call 610-800-833-707-7900. Top of the hour, we're going to have an interview. Yes. We're going to speak with Kagan Morris, and you'll learn about why or why not you might consider whether your old annuity should be reviewed for a replacement. If you have an annuity, if you've had it for a year, if you've had it for 30 years, you've got to listen to this interview. Things have changed dramatically in the world of annuities. And if you have not revisited, not uh, analyzed, not reviewed your annuity a year old, 30 years old, um, uh, then you are absolutely at risk of having made some pretty significant mistakes hmm. relative to what's best for you, not what's best for the annuity company. What's best for you or the annuity salesman, slick salesman. No, what's best for you. So top of the hour, make sure that you circle that, that you're going to be with us. Top of the hour. Uh, speaking of top of the hour, 833-707-7900. That's the new phone number for us. That's the new phone number for you. And uh, when we return, we're going to talk to Kagan. Take your questions right here on More Than Money. I thought a little wild time had just begun. I guess you kind of scared yourself. You turn and run. But if you have a change of heart. Welcome back to More Than Money. You have Alyssa Young. You have Gene Dickinson. You have an hour, well, 53 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. And we've got a fistful of emails, and we have a new phone number, 833-707-7900, 833-707-7900. Jot it down. Put it in your contacts. Be ready. 
but not for the next 25 minutes or so. Right. Because we have a very special guest that we're going to be welcoming and uh, a topic that's really, really important for you to spend some time with. Uh, so I will turn the microphone over to Alyssa Young. All right. Well, I'm going to welcome Kagan Morris to our show. Good morning, Kagan. Good morning, Alyssa and Jean. How are you guys? We're doing great, and we're so happy that you're here. Thanks for doing this. I know you've got yeah, a couple of little ones. Me. Saturday mornings are probably cartoons and footy pajamas and cereal. So this isn't as fun as that, but it's really um, a great service <laughs> for our listeners. So we appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. I hear them terrorizing my wife in the background now. So I'm in a good spot. It sounds like. <laughs> You're like, I'm in a safe zone. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> so Kagan, I'll, I'll introduce uh, you and kind of how we, you know, why we're talking about this. Um, Kagan works with Ash Brokerage, as we've said, and he's a retirement income consultant. NTM partners with Kagan at Ash to provide free annuity audits. So I come to Kagan with um, a statement from one of our clients um, and say, hey, Kagan, um, you know, this person bought this annuity back in whatever year, and this is why, and here's what it looks like now, and, you know, is this a good situation? Can we accomplish their goals in a better way? And, Kagan, I've been surprised lately the past couple months about your responses when you say, yeah, we can replace that old annuity contract and receive better, higher income. And that's uh, not the only scenario we can make improvements, but that's the one I guess that surprised me the most. Um, because in the not-too-distant past, in my experience, it was rare for a brand-new contract to be able to exceed income when an old contract had accumulated such a large income benefit base. So you've surprised me a few times. and That's why I was like, hey, okay, let's talk about this because people might be missing out on opportunities. Um, there's lots of different types of annuities, as we've always explained. And for simplicity today, we'll kind of just divide them into two buckets where we've got the growth accumulation type and the income type. Um, so can you start us off by explaining to people why is now a good time for people to request an audit of their annuities? Yeah. So I, I would say, first off, in any environment is a good time to audit an old annuity. Now, I'll tell you why I think now is a better time to do that, historically speaking. But in any, excuse me, any time is a good time to review an old annuity for two reasons. First, uh, I think many people have probably heard the, the, whole, the term set it and forget it. And regardless of why an advisor may say that to a client, I think usually they tell them that because from an income perspective, if we can avoid touching the money, if we can forget about it, it'll grow and be better for you long term. That's a great strategy. The problem is things change, not only product-wise and interest rate-wise, but also your needs and goals change. That was the biggest reason we've done these annuity audits for the past couple of years is needs have changed. Mm. So that was factor number one, because you may have had this contract for 10 years, and I don't know about your listeners, but uh, things change for me on a daily basis. <laughs> I can only imagine over a 10-year period when you're holding an annuity contract, uh, those things change, of course. Good point. The other factor is, yeah, the other factor is someone would buy it and forget what it was, right? Like, what does this even do for me? And I know your group specifically did a good job with these where we helped a lot of people just tackle what did, what do I own? <laughs> what does this do for me? How do I benefit from this? Uh, so those were the two biggest reasons before. Now, today, as you alluded to on the income specific side, it's great because of interest rates. You know, I, 
I joke about I left on paternity leave back in March of 2022 at the very beginning. It was like March 4th. The 10-year treasury is like 1.7 or something like that. I'm gone for two weeks. I come back. The 10-year treasury is pushing 3%. There's like this crazy swing. <laughs> and then, all, of course, you've got the Fed bumping up rates. Well, all those factors go into why we see annuity payments, payments being more competitive today. So these insurance carriers, when they're pricing out these options, what they're doing is your payments or your premiums are going into their general account to back the guarantees on your contract. So as these interest rates go up, these carriers are also getting higher interest rates to give you higher or better options on your new contracts issued today. So that's really where those are coming from in a uh, historical uh, perspective, which makes an even better time to take a look at those today uh, compared to even two or three years ago. All right. So higher interest rates are creating some better options and some better returns. Um, when, okay. Mm -hmm. let, let's look at if you've got uh, the growth accumulation annuity, um, if that's the type that you, that you have uh, or have had for a long time, um, and you were doing an audit there. What are the like features or offerings that you should compare between your old annuity and a new one? Like, how, what are the areas where there might be improvement that you could look for? Yeah, I think the easiest one to compare for from the most, uh, I guess, apples to apples comparison, if you will, is if we, if you and I were having a conversation five years ago. I know Gene can attest to this. We would look at maybe a five-year fixed rate that's guaranteed. Think of it similar as like a CD rate, just in the sense of how it pays for you know a five or sixty-month period, mm -hmm. and then you can do whatever you will with it. You know, we might be talking two and a half percent, three percent. We were thrilled for <laughs> if you're locking your money up for five years. Nowadays, we actually had a couple carriers for a few short weeks now that were over six percent. Now those have come back down, so most of them are over five and a half, you know, pushing maybe 5.8%. So just in that regard, you can see the, you know, the yeah. sheer difference there. The other area I would say where you see the difference besides pure rates, obviously we have other options in there, but you see more unique options that just didn't exist before. And usually when you hear more unique options, you think more complexity. In this case, that's obviously happened. And I'm not going to say anything bad about that. I like simplicity uh, myself because if I can explain it, it makes me feel more comfortable that the client understands what they're buying. So some of those unique options we see more of today, as an example, are instead of options like cap rates, you know, in that sense where you get up to a certain limit of whatever an underlying index does, we have carriers doing a lot more with what we call trigger rates meaning as long as one event happens, you're going to get this declared rate. So one of my favorite options we see a lot uh, being used right now is if the S&P is flat or positive, you're going to get this declared rate. Some of those rates today are between 8 and 10%. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about what the S&P does. Is hey, is it negative? It's not negative. Okay, you're going to get 8 to 10% depending on the option you're looking at. So those are some of the unique nuances that we see now in the market um, that we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise just a few years ago. Yeah, um, I recently worked on a contract uh, with that generous trigger rate, and I know my client was very pleasantly surprised. And like you said, it's very easy to explain, which is nice. Um, one other point yeah. on that, the fixed rates that you just mentioned, how you know you would be able to get two and a half to three percent then, and now we can get five and a half percent or more. Um, the other thing people need to remember is that 
old contract that had that fixed rate that at the time was good, uh, that guaranteed rate stops after the end of like that guarantee period, right? So if you've had the five-year contract for seven years after year five, your interest rate probably dropped to something like one or one and a half, right? So the jump from yeah. that low rate, new quote guaranteed rate, which is a very minimal to today's rates is an extreme increase. Absolutely. What you'll see too, and there's a lot of just really good quality carriers out there um, where most of the time, if they can, they will try to renew fairly close to what we'd call their new business rates. Meaning if you were a brand new client putting new money in to get those new rates, for the most part, a lot of the carriers do try to make a good faith effort to do that. Unfortunately, Sometimes they can't just price it out. Now, this is where the math goes beyond my uh, my knowledge base here, but they can't always factor that in. So that's where it's still a good time to take a look at those. And then, yeah, these contracts that we've you know maybe done five or seven years ago, they're not like the ones we may have done 10 plus years ago that had these high guaranteed minimums of 3%. Most of the ones we did five, seven years ago have a minimum interest rate of one to maybe 2% if we we're lucky. So, yeah, they're just good opportunities to take a look at those right now and give yourself a, you know, potentially double the yield on a, a guaranteed asset. Yeah, that's very nice. All right. So let's talk about those people who are using their annuity for guaranteed income. How are new contracts that were, you know, you're issuing today, how are they able to pay out more money than old ones? Yeah, good, good question. So the first thing to remember on these is whenever we talk about the guaranteed income, it's always the guarantee based on the claims paying ability of the insurer. Um, but the big thing that's always been there, right, is annuities are a form of insurance. So whenever I train someone new to the industry or maybe just trying to understand where annuities fit better, annuities are, in fact, for guaranteed income. Now, I know we just talked about them as safe money or growth, what have you. That's certainly fine to do that as well. But by definition, annuities are for income purposes. And the best way I like to look at them is thinking about them as the opposite of life insurance, right? So life insurance is protecting you, well, specifically your family from an untimely death, right? A kind of mm -hmm. surprise there. Annuity, on the other hand, is trying to protect you specifically from a uh, income perspective if you have a nice long life, right? It's that longevity risk. So the big thing that's factoring in there just like with uh, life insurance, is the mortality credits, right? So if you and I both bought an annuity policy, collectively, you and I wouldn't know it, but we are kind of helping uh, insure each other because one of us is probably going to live longer than the other, right? One of us may have a shorter life uh, mm -hmm. expectancy compared to that. So we're kind of self-insuring each other uh, through the law of large numbers. So that's the first thing. The other factor is we kind of alluded to it earlier just based on pure interest rates. So in the insurance carriers today, when they're going out and they're uh, backing the guarantees on these contracts, they're doing two things. First off, they're trying to match up the types of bonds and fixed and debt instruments that they're buying to line up with your life expectancy anyways. Uh, and then the other factor is, again, just purely where the interest rates are today, right? So again, I gave the example when my, my second son was born, 10-year treasury basically doubled over that three-week period as I kind of ramp back into the things of getting back in the office. So those things have a huge factor in how they're priced out today. And again, makes it a good opportunity uh, when I see someone looking at uh, their old annuity contracts, specifically if they bought them for income, 
as you mentioned earlier, those are some of the best ones to look at today because of the environment we're in. I have a, a really important follow-up question. Are you going to be saying to your son one day, like, son, I remember when you were just a newborn and the treasure, U.S. Treasury rate <laughs> doubled in those first two years? <laughs> and he's going to be like, Dad, shut I, up. <laughs> I probably will, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, well, it's funny. So a good, a good mentor of mine uh, at my firm, Ash, he used to tell me when rates were you know, 12, 14%. I'm like, all right, whatever. And now all of a sudden rates are going up. I'm like, oh, he was, he was sincere. That, that's nothing. <laughs> so, I used to get paid in chickens. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, you know, I'm sure I will. It's going to be full circle. So as much yep. as I joked about my mentor and that, I'm sure my kid will give me a hard time as well. So. Oh, that's great. So um, let's just give people a little bit of an idea about what's involved in replacing an annuity, because some who are listening might have done the set it and forget it thing, bought it once, forgot all about why they bought it, perhaps never changed it. So what does that uh, process look like? Yeah, so first off, after we hopefully have a chance to do the annuity audit for you, sometimes we'll call it annuity analysis, we make sure that you understand what you have, what's there. And then what our team will do, uh, and this is my advanced team here at ASH, we'll work with, with you guys there and the clients to say, look, based on what you said your goals are, here's what looks like we might be able to do to potentially improve your situation, if we can. If we cannot improve the situation, we're not even going to throw options out there. We'll just make sure you understand what you have. But if we are finding a scenario where it does make sense to replace the first thing we just want to make sure is you understand everything from what we're leaving, right? There's always pros and cons and what we're moving into. Mm -hmm. Once we've got that understood, clients comfortable with it, wants to move forward, what will happen from there is it's actually a fairly simple process for the consumer. Essentially, they're going to work with you, fill out some paperwork, and then what we'll do is really Ash will take it over from there for you, and we make sure that uh, the carrier that you're going to be working with going forward, they'll reach out to the existing carrier, uh, and they'll request a uh, essentially a uh, release of your old contract or a surrender, you'll hear them call it, and we'll replace that old contract with a new one. Every once in a while, uh, the client, unfortunately, might have to get a little more hands-on depending on where the funds are coming from or what carriers involved on the other end. But for the most part, it's a fairly smooth process. We try to make it as easy as possible for you uh, once they're ready, uh, if they want to move forward with the replacement. Okay, very good. Now, when is it a bad idea for someone to replace an annuity? Now, I know, obviously, if the details of that analysis say don't do it, but can you explain maybe some scenarios right. when that might be the, the, the response they get? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And yeah, I understand. Not the obvious ones, right? But so I will say there's become less obvious scenarios of when to replace. And I'll just give an example of where it's less obvious and I'll jump into some obvious ones. But, you know, if I would have had a an audit sent to me again, I don't want to keep going back in the past, but 12 to 24 months ago, and I saw an account value that was half the size of the income base, mm -hmm. I would say, hey, I'm sorry, not much we can do for you at this point. I've actually seen several just over the past two or three weeks where even though the contract was 10 to 15 years old, the income base, and for any listener that's trying to figure out what I'm talking about with income base, 
that's the fictional value that the insurance carrier uses to determine your income payout for the rest of your life, but it's not your walkaway value. Mm -hmm. If that value is double the size of your actual walkaway cash value, I've seen numerous over the past three weeks, we actually beat the income by 10 to 15% right away and even much more going forward. They're shocking. That is is exactly the scenario that I'm like, are you kidding me, Kagan? You can can get better income even though the account value is half of the income benefit base. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And most of those are old variable contracts, not that there's anything wrong with them. The key thing to remember if you have one of those, it's most likely not because the advisor that sold it to you did anything wrong. It's just that was the best thing available at the time, right? Factors Mm. change over time. So yeah, we see a lot of that. They're great opportunities. Um, And the other one I see, that's my favorite too, actually, before I go into examples of where it does make sense to not touch it, uh, is where maybe you did a contract and you didn't realize you just did single life on yourself but you've got a spouse that you want to cover. We see a lot of replacements for there too, where mm. maybe we can't quite beat the income on the single perspective, but we got you close enough and now we're protecting your, your spouse as well. That's another big one to, to keep in mind there. But yeah, for the ones I say, you got to be very careful of. The biggest one I've seen problems with are if you had a large bonus, for example, and that bonus is uh, vested right away, but then it has a recapture feature that's 14 years long, even though the contract's seven to 10 years of a surrender schedule. So what you end up seeing is there's scenarios where you're trying to move the money, but it looks like there's like a four or 5% surrender where there's really not. It's just a bonus recapture. That can really derail uh, the numbers for it to make sense on moving. So you got to be careful with that. I alluded to a little bit their surrender charges. You know, you don't want to just, if you just bought a contract yesterday and you're outside of your free look period, you, you can't just move it again. Uh, most likely that's not to your advantage anyways. Uh, even if it is, it's very tough to get out of that, uh, unfortunately. So that's a big scenario there. Um, and then I would say the other one that you really got to be careful of is there's some contracts where even if we might be able to Um, let's say beat the income, you want to keep an eye out. Are there any, what I'd call like ancillary benefits, meaning maybe there's just kind of a nice tucked in death benefit rider that you didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's some nice things there that, and again, we look at all that for someone anyways, uh, when we do the analysis to make sure they know what they have, but that's definitely something that, you know, we want to be careful when we look at those. So I would say the biggest one that is a, a quick knockoff is, if you only have a contract that's just a few years old, can't really do much for you, unfortunately, there. Um, and then the other is to keep in mind, if you do have an old bonus type of product, to uh, be, be leery of a recapture that, you know, we might not notice it in the, uh, in the numbers. And then all of a sudden you try to move it yeah. and all the, you know, the, the income you're expecting substantially less. Okay, great. That's helpful. Now, I hear some ruckus in the background, and we have five more minutes. I'm going to ask you one last question, and then I'm going to force you to go help your wife (laughs) wrangle those two. Um, No, please don't. (laughs) He's like, let's stay on for the next segment. Um, What are other ways someone can change an existing annuity without replacing it so that it maybe better suits their needs if their needs have changed? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I know, especially with, with your guys' team as a whole, we've encountered this quite a bit, where the primary goal for the client, regardless if it was accumulation or income, they've, they've got a good contract. The contract itself makes sense to keep in place. But then maybe we've looked at 
Um, hey, what are the uh, the uh, investment options or allocation options that you have in that contract? You already have this great guaranteed income, as an example, and that's what you wanted. Maybe we can give you a little bit more aggressive growth to help maintain that cash value for longer to maintain a better legacy play, right? Things like that. Uh, that's a big one. You can't always look at adding or removing benefits on contract. I always try to be very hesitant of those, um, but there are situations that we've seen before where maybe someone bought a contract joint expecting to take income off both their lives. Uh, tragically, one spouse passes away early. They're not able to trigger a death claim to get the contract, uh, the money out of there. Whether they're paying for a rider or a benefit they no longer need, uh, in that situation, you could also sometimes remove that benefit to kind of reduce your fees on that contract. It really just depends. Uh, those are things we can kind of encounter there. Uh, but those are probably the big ones. Um, other ones that you don't really have to change the contract for, but we've seen more and more carriers lately where you may not realize that you set it up for uh, potentially joint or continuation benefits. But uh, if we make sure that your spouse is the uh, sole primary beneficiary, there's a chance we might be able to even add them as a joint benefit uh, from either an income perspective or make sure they can continue your contract upon uh, death of you if you're the owner of an annuity contract. So there's all kinds of things we can kind of do there. It really depends on the carrier that has the money, uh, but there's those are things, just some of them that we look at that we might be able to do to help you enhance what you have without replacing it, so to speak. Wonderful. Well, Kagan, you've obviously uh, exhibited why we partner with you. Uh, very thorough, detailed, and this is what people can expect if you need this help, if you need that service of an annuity analysis. Um, these are the things that we'll talk about. So perfect timing, Kagan. Thank you so much. Uh, we do have to go to our break and you have to get um, back to diaper duty, unfortunately. But thanks so much for your help. You've been uh, very informative and I'm sure you're going to see an influx of audit requests. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Appreciate the partnership and the time. Uh, Thank we you. do too. Happy Thanksgiving, Kagan. Enjoy your weekend. You, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hate that kid. <laughs> I hate that kid. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because if uh, anybody saw the social media post, first of all, he's young. Mm -hmm. I hate that kid. Um, handsome. Mm -hmm. Beautiful wife. Gorgeous family. Mm -hmm. And he's got a voice for radio. <laughs> that so voice is gagging. Like, oh, gosh, I would date the guy. I mean, <laughs> come on. I hate that kid. And super smart and really, really, really committed to always doing what's exactly right for the client. Never, we've never had a conversation all the years we worked together with, with Kagan and with Mike Pompey, anybody from ASH, never had a conversation around, hey, we can get you a higher commission. Uh, ne no. Never. No. There's never been a discussion around, hey, you know, if you do this, we could make some money on this thing. Over oh, gosh, here. It's always what's the best. Let's really dig in and find out what's best for the client. I appreciate them so much. Uh, indeed. Yes. 833-707-7900. We have emails. We have updates. We have housekeeping. We have lots to do when we come back 23 minutes to do it. So 833-707-7900. If you have a question for us, make sure you get it in after this on More Than Money.
Ah, <laughs> uh, she is the dancing queen indeed, not just because she loves to dance, but because Nazareth pulled it out last night. If you're just joining us, first of all, where the heck have you been? And do you have a doctor's note? <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just checking. We've been here since 8 o'clock. We were up at O-Dark 30, got here to bring you all the good stuff, and you are just lazing around. Okay. Well, fortunately, we're very accommodating. And you may laze around as much as you wish. You might laze around right until noon and still get all the good stuff because we post it on our website. John does his electronic magic, gets that to Megan. She posts it around noon on Monday. So lots of you uh, pick up our show by podcast, hundreds of you, which is kind of impressive and, and, and very kind of you. So if you missed any part of our show, morethanmoneyonline.com works very very well, starting Monday, you'll get the entire show. You'll hear about Nazareth football and how Alyssa was there mm-hmm. falling asleep and <laughs> stomach growling, but somehow made it through oh, yeah. what was a lackluster game. <laughs> okay. um, Thanksgiving, indeed, coming up next week. We wish you the very, very best holiday. Spend it as much as you can with people you love. And if you're saying, geez, mm, some of the people I love are further away, maybe it's a time to... Do a soup kitchen or maybe volunteer or, or help out someplace uh, that, uh, that somebody needs you. So uh, in any event, whatever you are doing on the holiday, use the word gratitude. I think Thanksgiving is kind of a canard anymore, just kind of a, just an excuse to not have to go to work, uh, as opposed to gratitude, really being thankful that you, your, your list is, is eternal. Your list has to be eternal. I'm just looking out the window this morning and going, uh, knowing how the uh, dancing queen here gets all snarky on a, a gray, overcast, <laughs> yuck day and going, she's not snarky today. Oh, I she, see the sunshine. Sunshine, blue skies. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. I'll be Enjoy. running in that beautiful weather. Well, okay. So it's not all good. You're absolutely right. How would they? Well, okay. Uh, two weeks from today, December 2nd, circle the calendar because that's our drive around Christmas with Santa Claus and elves and uh, Alyssa and I doing a live radio show in our More Than Money World headquarters in the Holy Lands. Perfectly appropriate mm-hmm. on Christmas season, being in the Holy Lands. We're between Bethlehem and Nazareth. And uh, please come. Uh, all your contributions are being um, sent to the Children's Home of Easton. We will match all your contributions and happy to do so. Uh, December 6th, Invest in You, is the Holiday Hope Chest. Go to the banner, sign up, let us know you're coming, check out all the stuff that you can find out in advance, kind of what's necessary. If you can't make it and you're going, darn, I wish I could make it, you can still help. You can still help drop off shoeboxes, drop off wrapping paper, drop off toys, drop off whatever you can drop off. And if you're going, I'm not really sure, drop off cash. Cash is like the universal gift certificate. (laughs) It's a wonderful, wonderful kid. Very versatile. It is versatile and, and very useful. And in this case, doubly useful because whatever cash we raise, more than money will match. And uh, our team will go out and, and, and buy those things yeah. for, for the boxes. And we've got a great goal. We're going to push 100 boxes this year. 96 is the goal. That's right. Could be 100. Could be triple digits. Yeah, we'll take more. Absolutely. We'll pa- happily pack more. We just need an extra car to deliver them. That's all. That's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, indeed. Uh, we received an email this morning. I will not use the gentleman's name on air because we're not trying to embarrass him. He no. sent an email about a month ago and has uh, says, hey, I didn't get a response. Actually, you did. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we double-checked. 
and uh, we, uh, you received, I know the, the advisor very well, very well, who, uh, my daughter, so very well, who <laughs> sent you an email in response, um, likely caught up in your spam filter. You, you may or may not be able or knowledgeable enough to get into your spam filter, but that's where it is. So in, um, uh, gosh, and sadly this happens more often than we would like. Yes. <clears throat> we answer every single, excuse me. Here's a frog. Frog. In the, I need a cortado. 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 I'm sorry, say it again. Cortado. Cortado. That's right outside Madrid, isn't it? Cortado. It's a lovely town. <laughs> lovely town. Or it could be in Sicily. Cortado. Is, that, is, yeah. it, is, it, is, is it Spanish or is it Italian? Cortado. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, know either. So, Diane, if that is your real name, you could I'm figure gonna, out what a cortado is. I'm going to look it up. Um, so if you, uh, we answer every single email, every single email, and generally we answer them within a day or so. So if you have not gotten a response, call. Call us because we responded and it's in your email. It's in your spam filter. And that's frustrating for you. It's very frustrating for us. Yeah. So um, uh, please. But to get into the habit of checking your spam filter regularly because oh. even beyond MTM emails, in my personal email uh, inbox, there's emails that I have gotten even from people from church. Like they're on my, they're in my oh, contact sure. list. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. randomly one shows up in spam and I'm like, I never got it. Um, Cortado is, Spain is the place of Spain, origin. Cortado. So I, I was right. It was outside Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> um, how often do you check your spam filter? Um, every couple of days. I check every day. I check every my day. work one every day. Mm. My personal one, it's, I check it every couple of days. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 833-707-7900. <clears throat> 18 minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Since I've got a frog, I will let you read that email for me to answer, please. Sure. All right. While um, Gene uh, takes a uh, drink of water, let me share with you this message. Hello, Gene. I love your radio show, of course, and listen to the recorded version every week. That's great. Three years ago, I bought Invesco Bond Fund FPNPX. With money I had from selling my home. I have 25,000 shares. Since then, I've been renting for a good price from a friend. Although this fund pays 2% income that I use to pay part of the rent, I'm wondering how long I should wait for this investment to recover since it's down about 20%. I would like to use the money to someday buy a home. Should I keep it in an Invesco or move it to a better investment? I prefer it would recover so I can buy a home at the same value of my previous home. Um, excellent. The, the um, challenges with bond funds are pretty real. Recent challenges worse than ever because interest rates have been rising and rising interest rates drives down the value of existing bonds. Um, now, what's uh, a bit misleading about this email, this account is not down 20%. We did a little bit of research. The, uh, this is a short-term bond fund. It pays um, pretty consistently between 25 and 4% uh, interest dividends. Um, and uh, over the last, well, she mentioned three years, uh, over the last three years, yes, 
uh, it's got a positive return. So it is not down 20%. Oh. But but why would she think it's down 20%? Well, it's actually one of the quirks of a mutual fund bond funds that is very unsettling. If you're not familiar with the, the mechanism, very unsettling. Um, let's use simple numbers. The bond fund trades at $10 a share. Okay. It decides it's going to send 50 cents uh, dividends to its shareholders. And, and, and she mentioned she takes the dividends and pays her rent. Uh, that 50 cents is deducted from the $10 per share. Um, and, and, and the day after they send out 50 cents, the share price is listed as nine fifty. Mm. It looks like you've lost 5%. Because I had $10 a share. It's now worth $9.50. That's not good. <clears throat> Pump your brakes. You had ten dollars. You've got nine fifty in your bond fund, and you've got fifty cents in your hands. Mm. So totally, you have ten dollars. Ten bucks. You didn't lose anything. And if we simply did that three years over, she would have taken out a lot of money because twenty five thousand shares is a lot of money. And yet, it would have declined, not because the bond fund hasn't performed well, but because she's taken money out. So if it's she did it three years ago, let's it would need about a six and a half percent distribution that she's been taking out for three years on average. That would be twenty percent. So her ten dollars a share now looks like eight dollars a share, but she has lost no money. Mm-hmm. So bottom line is, uh, do you have to wait for it to recover? There's no recovery. Um, will it go back up? Sure, if you stop taking money out. It's. Pretty pretty straightforward. If I have a hundred grand in my account and I take five thousand out, when is it going to go back up? Well, when you stop taking money out, <laughs> it's 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 not a confusing thing. Um, uh, would like to recover so I can buy a home at the same value of my previous home. That that is so vague. <laughs> there's there's really no way to to bridge that gap. Um, and, and we don't know time frame. We don't know risk tolerance. We, there, there's just so much we don't know. Now, fortunately, uh, we did some, uh, some checking mm-hmm. and because we keep good records in, uh, in our MTM world headquarters, um, this young lady is connected with one of our advisors already. So she'll be able to circle back, uh, give John the information that he needs and get real answers. Great. Real answers indeed. Excellent. Uh, 833-707-7900. 833-707-7900. I'm still so pleased about the result we got for, was it Eric who was number two? Yes. About uh, the taking the interest from savings bonds and putting it into 529s. Yeah. If you were not part of that conversation, you missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really, really good result. Really, really happy about that. It's like you just said it and it became true, you know? I can manifest things yes. that way. I really can. Do you feel, like, magical? Well, I feel, I do. I do. Well, I'm connected. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got I got that direct connection. Not everybody does, you know. No, I know. No, a good friend it's of mine, Jimmy. Thing. Jimmy was always very upset because he kept, you know, asking God to help him win the lottery. And this went on month after month after month. Please, God, help me win the lottery. Please, God, help me win the lottery. Month after month mm-hmm. after month. And finally, God spoke to him. Mm-hmm. said, Jimmy, help me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Buy a ticket. Mm. 
No. What? Okay. Wow. So you know that wow. I think is the exact same joke that I stepped on yeah. your line or whatever you call it, and uh, you yelled at me. So I had to bite my tongue so hard just now to not um, she say drew, it again. She drew blood. Yeah. <laughs> but Zach thinks she's a vampire anyway. Cause, what? Well, you never you never age. That's not true. You look like you're 20, uh, for God's sake. I'm scared of vampires, so <laughs> please don't ever liken me to one again. Because uh, I'm, I'm legit scared of vampires. You're scared of vampires. I am. I will not watch vampire movies. I will well, not read. But like, I, I okay. won't. I'm scared of Well, vampires. but lucky for you, Zach's very attracted to vampires. <laughs> so, Don't call me a vampire. I'm just saying. Uh, email. My husband just received the new Genworth long-term care renewal policy premium. Mm. Yeah, buckle in. Mm-hmm. No, it's I know just, where this is going. Oh, it's, it's, no, you don't. Oh, okay. No, All right. you, no you don't. It's, whatever you think it is. It's worse? Much worse. Uh, I am in shock. So this woman says, uh, it went from, oh, goodness, uh, my apologies. It went from $5,400 a year, $14,600. You're right. It is worse. Far worse. I thought it was going to be like double. That's almost Double's bad. That's almost triple. Oh, that's insane. Of course, they gave me several options, one of which is uh, in order to keep the same premium, there would be a reduction in benefits. Is there an alternative to the situation? Is there something else I can do? My husband and I are 77 years old. <clears throat> Goodness. Uh, if you wish, I can email you the coverage option sheet. Um, and any answer is sure. We're going to want to look at that. Yes. Um, wow. Mm. Genworth, uh, all the long-term care companies are doing this. Mm -hmm. This is the worst I've seen. Yeah. That's the worst I've seen. But um, not many years ago, uh, Hancock did 60% one year, 27% the next year, and like 40% the third year. So they just decided instead of a 300% increase, we're going to spread it out. We're just going to pound you for three years in a row. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are almost always options given where you can either keep the same premium with less benefits or some alternative. Is there anything else that might be available to them? Um, if, By the way, the answer is yes. I'm just they, with you. Would it be possible if they might not want to keep the policy, they could exchange it to, for a different type of of policy? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but their situation has changed, uh, obviously. And we don't know exactly how long they have had that policy, but it would, is, is in all likelihood, they're 77, in all likelihood they've had it a, a, a long time. Yeah. Just as Kagan mentioned in, in your interview, things change. Sure. Situations change. People change. Is it possible that they have some annuities that they have been um, looking at for other purposes that might be useful to be exchanged into an annuity that offers long-term care benefits? Mm -hmm. That's possible. Is it possible that they've accumulated some investments that they might not foresee a need to hang on to? Maybe they've got money in the bank. Maybe they've got some CDs. Maybe uh, they have some available capital that they can part with, not forever, but for a period of time. There are um, insurance programs, long-term care programs, 
both connected with life insurance and with annuities where you can make not annual payments, but deposits. Mm. So um, in, in very round numbers, if you were of an age that you put 100000 in, I don't think 77 would be the appropriate age, but I'm, I'm just picking a demo from memory. $100,000 as a deposit goes into the account. Deposit, not a premium, a deposit. That would buy $300,000, $350,000 of long-term care benefits. It would also buy about $125,000 of life insurance. Mm. So if you pass without needing the coverage, your family gets one hundred and twenty-five grand back from your hundred. If you do need coverage, you've got three, almost four times the amount of money at your benefit, at your behest. And if you decide later to change your mind, you get your one hundred thousand dollars back. Wow! So interesting options that are not necessarily connected to correcting this policy. Yeah. Um, but certainly. Uh, Kagan mentioned the annuity audit. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if they had a like a long-term care audit? Yeah, it would. Wait a minute. Well, I really Wait wish they would do that. I wish, I wish that that savings bond and interest could go into a five twenty nine plan without tax. I, Are I you wish, manifesting life insurance I, audits? I wish. I wish <laughs> long-term care policies could be audited. And so we would know exactly what our options are. <gasps> Wait a second. <laughs> we, they can be. We do that. Mike Pompey does that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Actually, I'm here for six minutes. But I'm, uh, please tip your waiters. Or, yeah, <laughs> your host at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Longhorn, Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah, sorry, Thank you, you very say- much. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. You changed jobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had the whole list last week. Um, I had a, a, a client send me a premium increase for his and his wife's long-term care insurance policies, and I shared the information and the statements for the policies with Mike Pompey, who also works for Ash Brokerage. Yeah. And he looked at their options and made recommendations and just help kind of confirm their understanding of their options. Um, so we can do that and we can audit your existing policy and see if there's better ways to handle it or options that you should know about or things you might not understand. Yeah. All of that is available for free. Yeah. At the low, low introductory price of free. <laughs> yeah. Well, Free for the holidays, but after the first, very this offer expensive. expires November thirty. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> no, does it really? No, ah, you're a vampire. Anyway, <gasps> um, so bottom line, um, and 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 this surprises some people. It, it surprises me that people are surprised. They come to us with a very specific question like this, and and this this question's phrased so. Uh, she she's real. This this is a genuine person. Mm. There are other uh, emails that are clearly sent to us with the idea that they're they're attempting to demonstrate how smart they really are. <laughs> and and you you kind of take a eh, okay yeah that's no skin off our nose if you want to be a smarty pants. The folks who make me scratch my head are the ones that when they ask a question like this, and I would ask them for example. Do you have any money in the bank? Well, mm. well, what does that have to do with my long-term care? Look, if if you haven't figured out by now, then you, maybe you're a new new listener to more than money. Um, the 
uh, ability for a quality financial advisor to give, again, quality advice, valuable advice, advice in your best interest is universally, universally dependent on understanding who you are and your entire picture. Because if I just answered this young lady's question, look, I'll look at them. The best option is the reduction. You pay the same premium. See ya. Never asking about anything else in their lives. I could miss the bigger picture. I could miss the bigger opportunity, the better opportunity. We don't miss. We don't miss. Uh, the only um, situations where we uh, miss are ones where uh, individuals who, uh, for whatever reason, decide they don't want to share the information we need to give them the best advice. Yeah. And to be, oh, not blunt. Well, geez, what a shock, Gene being blunt. Um, to be blunt, uh, don't do that. Uh, don't don't annoy us. If, if your intent is to demonstrate how smart you are and, and you don't really want uh, the best advice that you can possibly get, the analogy I have given since John and I a thousand years ago had our very first show together was uh, if you went to the doctor and you said, gosh, my elbow kind of hurts. And the doctor said, so strip down, put on the gown. We're going to give you a full exam. No, just look at my elbow. Okay, you're a moron. You're, you're too stupid to get quality advice. Mm. You're too stupid to get quality health care. You're too stupid to, to, to be able to understand the big picture. We're, uh, we're not that stupid. No. Um, I'm still not confident I memorized our phone number yet. <laughs> I haven't. But, but, <laughs> but at least I haven't gone six months. I haven't done that in the last 14 minutes. You only did it once. I haven't. Well, that's true. And that's, that's remarkable. And you caught me really fast. Yeah. Yes, that, she's a, she's a wife. <laughs> okay, uh, we're coming to the end of our show, but not the end of our service. And we're happy to serve you. If you wish to meet with one of our advisors, you can send me an email: gene g e n e at askmtm.com. You can go to our website: morethanmoneyonline.com. Or you can give us a call. Go old school. Just jump right on the phone. 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. It's a blast from the past. It's Natalie Merchant. Oh, I thought my stomach was a little queasy. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending part of your Saturday with us. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week on More Than Money. I'm giving